that's it. It's over. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. What is going on, Lakers family? Aldo Array here. Welcome back to Lake Show Take. Guys, man, a win is a win, right? But can we say that it was an ugly win? I mean, that was just atrocious. That was unbelievable. How are but the Lake the Lakers won this game and I'm very I'm very happy of course that they did win this game but the fact that it had to come down to the last 30 seconds of the game for the Grizzlies to somehow manage to score 7 to 10 points in the last 30 seconds and create two turnovers in that amount of time is just crazy but the Lakers were able to pull it out a 94 to 92 victory I thought by the 32nd uh, mark that this game was over. I was even checking my fantasy team at that moment, and when I checked my when I checked my fantasy team, I because uh, I do have Valanciunas from the Grizzlies on my squad, and when I saw the 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 end score, I was like, "What? Are you kidding me? A 90? They won 94 to 92, and I had the game on DVR. So when I when I resumed the game, I was like, "This is crazy! Like they had the Grizzlies." It must have like done something crazy to make this so close. So, um, yeah, it was definitely crazy. But this was an ugly win. Uh, sloppy play down in that stretch, uh, down in, in in those last thirty seconds. But the Lakers were able to pull it out. Uh, AD finished out the game with twenty six points, ten rebounds, three steals, three blocks. LeBron finished out with twenty six points, eleven rebounds, seven assists. But throughout this whole game, guys, th this is something the Lakers have to fix. They have to create better habits into getting engaged and getting their defense and offense uh, going from the very get-go. And I, I mentioned from my from my last episode, and that is that I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the Lakers uh, treated uh, this Grizzly series just like the Spurs. They're playing with their food. They <laughs> they like to keep it entertained for for us uh, for us as fans. They it just seems that as though the Lakers could have been great from the very start. Just for example, in the fourth quarter when LeBron and AD were running their two man game on the pick and roll, they were getting anything they wanted from that from that pick and roll game between LeBron and AD. There was a moment, I, I believe it was like in the two-minute mark, LeBron and AD come down, AD sets a screen, and Braun passes it to him for an easy dunk. It's like, why wasn't this done <laughs> Like from the very start? Why wasn't this done in the third quarter? Why wasn't this done in the second or first? Like Why, why, <laughs> why are they making it so much harder than themselves? It just seemed like down in the uh, once it was the fourth quarter it, they just completely turned it on except for that ugly 30 seconds that they had in that in that win but other than that I just I felt like the game can just come easy to them when they just try if the energy was just there the game shouldn't have to be this close the Lakers should be annihilating the Grizzlies without Ja Morant without Triple J Without Justice Winslow, the Lakers should be taking these opportunities right now to be better what they are. Yes, they are pacing themselves, but this is a chance for them 
to create good habits. And granted to them, offensively and defensively, they are in the top 10 just in terms of efficiency. So they are doing I guess the bare minimum what you would say and that's and that's even crazy to say because the bare minimum man just a couple just like two three years ago the Lakers weren't even in the top 10 in offense or on defense so it just seems that now we're so used to them you know having a better uh, perspective of, of them to be great so we're used to seeing the Lakers be great especially from from last year or from last season so I'm glad that they're still able to keep a high offensive game implemented. And I'm glad that you know they haven't fallen to the 20th worst team in the league on defense. So I'm glad that they're still able to be in the top 10. But the sloppy play has to come to an end. How many times or how many of you guys were just watching the game and you were just saying, LeBron, what kind of pass was that? Schroeder, what kind of pass was that? Uh, AD like what what are you doing like there was so many times in the game I'm just like who are you guys passing it to come on pass pass with intention don't just try to lob it into AD down on the post like like don't don't telegraph the pass it, it was so frustrating like I don't understand like it just seemed like their minds just weren't in the game and granted it was the end of a road trip they did go by the way four and oh, on this road trip, amazing. But it even, I can tell that they wanted to go home. Lady, when he had his post-game interview right after the game, he had an interview with Mike Trudell. And even Trudell was, uh, he said something like, oh, I, I, I'm sure you guys uh, can't wait to get back to LA. And AD was like, oh yeah, dude, like no, no kidding. Oh my gosh. So it's like, maybe their minds were already about going home. But again, you have to create habits today. Their schedule is only gonna get difficult they do play against the Spurs again which is not going to be an easy task we just played them twice and we can already see how difficult it was to beat them twice and how difficult it was already to beat the Grizzlies and so they have to come out from the very start with a better mindset because it's now been the last two three games where they have this great start in the first like five six minutes of the first quarter and then all of a sudden they just stop all of a sudden, they can't get a bucket. They're creating unforced turnovers. And they just seem like lethargic all of a sudden. So I, I hope that once they do play the Spurs for the third time now, they have a better start to the game. They understand what to do. And, and again, they can't have any non-stars come out and drop 30 points. We can't let Keldon Johnson come out and just scorch them. So my point is, is that the Lakers shouldn't just play down to their competition. They're they're way better than this. They are pacing themselves, and I'm very pleased that Vogel is taking care of LeBron's minutes and even AD. They've now been playing between 30 and 34 minutes, so that's really good. We definitely want our two stars to be preserved. But getting back into the game, in terms of the overall field goal percentages. We did see the Lakers struggle to make a basket. I think this was the first game that the Lakers weren't able to score 100 points. We did, unfortunately, shoot about 43% from the field compared to what we normally average. We have increased our percentages a bit from last season. So I expect them to come out with better efficiency coming into the, the next game. And even though the Lakers did struggle from the field and they had their woes uh, in the last two games against the Grizzlies. 
KCP even mentioned it, that the Lakers shouldn't be worried who they have on the floor. They have all the firepower they need. Would it have helped if KCP or Caruso were out there? Yeah, of, of course, of course. They would have tremendously helped the Lakers out on the floor. But this team is capable of having a better night than what than what we witnessed. So the Lakers, not only do our stars have to be better, but our bench has to be better. In our first matchup against the Grizzlies, we had 40 points off the bench. Atrez was amazing. Wes Matthews was great as well, had knocking down threes, just like the, the sniper that he is out on the floor. And then in the second matchup, we had 22 points. So on a great night, consistently, the Lakers should be getting at least 40 points a night from their bench. And maybe that's a little bit ambitious, but I truly believe that that's what the Lakers should be getting from their bench. We are preserving LeBron and AD, so it's vital that Trez comes out with that energy that he provides every game. And I and I know that Kuz now has been starting, so he isn't uh, he, he isn't coming off the bench uh, since KCP is 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 out. But we do have a Taylor Horton Tucker coming off the bench, and he's someone that I have I have been so excited about seeing on the floor. I believe he has the potential to be great. And I think he just needs to slow down a bit. Uh, when my buddy and I, when we were watching the game, we just felt like he was getting to the paint a little too much. THT was just forcing it. He was forcing his way in, and I felt like he was just a little out, out of control. And I believe he just needs to see film. And I think he'll understand what he needs to do better. But I love what Trez and, and THT are, are bringing off the bench, and Wes Matthews. So these... These last two games, those three guys have have to do a better job, at least on a consistent basis, be, just because we do have Caruso and KCP out. So it's next man up, and this should be a moment in time where THT should say to himself, you know what, I am going to go out there, and I am going to dominate, and I'm going to show the coaching staff that I do belong out here, because he does. His, his talent level should not be wasted on the bench. So I'm happy that Vogel is giving him the opportunity to, for him to make mistakes, because that's the only way he's going to learn. So with the Spurs coming up again, we can't have a subpar performance from our bench because we know how the Spurs are. They're a very well-coached team. Pop plays them very accordingly. He's very intricate in what he brings to the table. So we can't let our bench score 20 points. That's unacceptable. Getting back to AD as well, he did have a great game, and I loved what he brought in this Grizzlies win. But there, again, there are moments in times where I believe his explosion wasn't there. Uh, and this is more so going back to the January 3rd matchup. But the great thing about AD is that when AD isn't scoring 26 plus points or having a, a 30 plus uh, 10 rebound type of game, when he's not getting those double doubles, AD, uh, we have to remember, he is a two-way player. So AD necessarily doesn't have to affect the game in one area, right? So offensively, okay, if he can give you 30 plus uh, points, great, that's amazing. But again, he can also make a huge effect on the game by his uh, defensive abilities. When he's getting three blocks a game, two steals a game, vice versa, like if he's able to make that much of an impact on the defensive end, 
that's already a win for the Lakers. So if AD is struggling on the offensive end, you better know that AD is going to come out and he's going to make an impact on the defensive end. Because when he knows his shot isn't falling, he's not going to be discouraged. He's going to get back on D. He's going to have his hands ready. He's going to slide his feet. And he's going to try to make a huge impact. Best believe that Anthony Davis is going to go on the defensive end and create havoc for the offensive side. So I'm not worried that AD isn't going to get his share of, of, I guess, the impact of what he can bring to the table because offensively, yes, we want him to be that double-double machine, but if he can be that defensive presence that the Lakers need, then I, I believe then that that should be enough for even the Lakers to win. With the firepower that we already have with LeBron, Kuz, Trez, are many guys on this squad that can make a difference. LeBron and AD, they are our superstars, but our role, our role players, they mean everything to us. So when LeBron or AD, when they aren't having a great game, they're going to make impacts, different impacts in the game than the scoring column. LeBron, like, <laughs> it was funny, by watching him in this win, he definitely struggled in the first half, and I think as the game went on, he was able to dominate, and he was able to get his own shot. He was able to get to the basket. The game for him, I'm not, I, I'm never worried when LeBron isn't in, in some sort of flow. Once the game gets closer and closer, that's when I expect LeBron to turn it on. And I'm never worried for him. So with AD, I'm not worried with him either because I know if I'm not getting production from him in the scoring column, I know he's a two-way player. I know that he can give me three blocks, three steals, or even four steals for, for blocks. It, he can have that sort of production on any given night. In terms of the Lakers turning it on and off, you see, this is something, again, I've mentioned it throughout this whole episode, is about creating better habits. Now, I understand, or we all understand, that this team is a championship team. And as the season progresses, the Lakers are going to be able to blow out teams away. And I think we saw that in a small sample size. The Lakers, in their first matchup with the Grizzlies, they did surrender 36 points to them in the first quarter. But in the second, third, and fourth, they only let the Grizzlies score 18 in the second, 21 in the third, and 19 points in, in the fourth. So I, when the Lakers do have this turn it on and turn it off mindset in their first matchup against the Grizzlies, you know that was an example that I believe that the Lakers do have this defensive mentality. They can be a top five defensive team. If, they're, if they were able to make uh, in-game adjustments and hold the Grizzlies to 18 points, 21 points, and 19 points from the second to the fourth quarter, that tells me that they have the guys to be a top five defensive team. I know we've been worried about Montrez and Gasol being our, our defensive big men, but at the end of the day, that narrative isn't going to be a factor when the Lakers go into the postseason because we all know when the Lakers are at their best, that is having AD playing the five. Overall, I was pleased that the Lakers were able to get the W. A win is a win, so we have to take it for what it is, but we do see that there are many things that the Lakers can be better in. So 
I hope that this doesn't become a habit and I hope that, or a bad habit. I, and I hope that this doesn't consistently happen to teams that the Lakers should be blowing out. They shouldn't be playing down to their competition. So when we do see the Spurs again, I hope that the Lakers come out with better energy than they came out in those two other meetings that they had with the Spurs in San Antonio. So with that being said, guys, that's going to conclude uh, today's episode. But I just want to let you guys know, well, just again, please let me know if there's anything that I can do to make this podcast even better for you guys. I very much appreciate the love and support you guys have given me. It's been a great season so far. So I will talk to you guys next time. Take care and much love.